Blog Talk Radio. Well, it's a long way to Richmond, rolling north on 95. With a redhead riding shotgun and a pistol by my side. April 20th and 21st, the Toyota Care 250 on Friday, and Saturday night's Toyota Owners 400. Get your tickets at richmondraceway.com. NASCAR in Richmond. Some things are better under the lights. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party in NASCAR returns April 27th through 29th. Nation. I'm Tim Spain alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson, just right outside of Richmond Raceway in the Commonwealth of Virginia. But it's the time we've got Reverend Joe, the official reverend of uh, the Pit Stop Radio. Reverend, how you doing tonight, boy? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Finally got all this sign of stuff gone. Uh, went to the doctor the other day, got my six-month checkup. I'm doing good. Uh, he told me to get on a stationary bicycle, and uh, everything's going well. Praise the Lord, Reverend. I'm not going to get far on that stationary bicycle. Think should be all riding through the streets. Well, I I mentioned that to him, and Doctor told me, said Tim, you know how it is in Alabama. Uh, you know, one day you got snow, the next day you got the air conditioning on. He said, get you a stationary bike. That what you got to do is inside. <laughs> well, we had the same thing in Richmond. I mean, at Bristol, didn't we? Yeah, one we did. It was snow, and next day the snow was up. I know it, and it went from warm weather to all that. It just we've had a crazy, a crazy year, Reverend. Uh, had to rain at Phoenix. Uh, Suzanne and I were in Atlanta. We had the rain there, and uh, now this. And maybe we're gonna get everything going good in uh, Richmond this weekend. Maybe everything's gonna be fine. Stephen and Marie gonna go up there. We're gonna do a live show sometimes 
sometimes Saturday, Stephen will be walking the garage and pit here and everything like that, and I'll be manning man the studio back here in Talladega. So maybe Stephen won't get wet. Hopefully. I hope my, <laughs> I hope my friend Dennis Bickmeyer has a, has a successful weekend. Yeah, and, and they're speaking they're Dennis, we got – that's right. And speaking of Dennis, we got him coming up at uh, 728 Eastern time. He'll be on here uh, shortly to talk about their big weekend, the Toyota Owners 400 up there at Richmond Raceway and the new Richmond reimagined. Uh, so I'm pre- I'm pretty sure he's got a lot to talk about, really. Well, tell him I said hello and pray him for a successful weekend. I sure will. I sure will, Reverend. So shall we get this party started? Yes, sir. Crank it up. Lord, we come before you today. And we thank you for all you do. We thank you for even the fact that we had a wet weekend of racing on and off, uh, but we had nobody get hurt. We had a pretty safe weekend, and we thank you for that. We ask you to bless the weekend ahead, give us a real good weather and a real good time up at Richmond, and be with everyone involved with auto racing. Be with our soldiers and all those who serve all over this country and all over the world for us. Please bless them all. Be with our police and fire and all people involved. And we thank you for sending your son to die for our sins so that all we had to do was ask and we could enter into heaven. So be with us all and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Reverend Joe, as always. Great prayer, great invocation, great everything. And like I said, I got to I gotta find that... Uh, that national anthem thing. I gotta find that. I apologize again. But anyway, Rev, <laughs> let everybody know let everybody know if they can follow you at on social media, your website, and I know you do a lot of stuff with uh on track with Jesus. You go to a lot of tracks, you minister to a lot of people. But just talk a little bit about what you do when you go to tracks and where everybody can follow you at. Well, first of all they can follow me at Rev Joe Bubico at um uh, uh on Facebook. They can they can get me Directly at 951-232-7630. They can also email me at ontrackwithjesus at aol.com. Our website is ontrackwithjesus.org. And when we're at the racetrack, we spend a lot of time with the people behind the scenes who don't get all the glory and all those things. I spend a lot of time, time with the big crews, a whole lot of time with the officials, all those people who really do all the heavy lifting but don't get all the glory. And uh, spend time with drivers also, but try to pick up with the people who don't, uh, like I said, don't get the glory and don't get the attention. Exactly, Reverend. And we appreciate everything you do for the sport, everything you do for us here at the radio station and everything. But, um, again, thank you very much. Tell Miss Betty we said hello and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is my race week here in Talladega, so we have a lot to talk about next week. All righty, we'll do it. Talk All, right, talk, All right, God bless Reverend Jeff. That was our official Reverend, Reverend of the show, Mr. Reverend Joe. And we got some breaking news. Stephen's having a little bit of issue coming on, but we got some breaking news that come out of uh, come out of Ford performance earlier today. Stephen and I were discussing it and sort of chatting back and forth and um, – but uh, where's my button at? Here it is. My breaking news button. There's my Tom Brokaw uh, breaking news button. I had Stephen there for a second, and he dropped. Ford announced today that they will be bringing 
the Ford Mustang will come to the NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. And just to sort of throw it out there, if anybody wants to call in, I want to know if Ford made this decision on um, the Chevrolet deal. You know, when Chevrolet said they were going to bring in the uh, Z01 Camaro, and they did bring it into the into the Cup Series. Uh, just want to know if anybody out there thinks that the only reason Ford did that is because Camaro, I mean, because Chevrolet brought the Camaro in. And uh, here's a uh, here's Steven. Steven, you got me, brother. Yeah, I'm had just having all kinds of technology issues tonight. And uh, I think I'm finally around here. Well, thank God you IT guy. That way you can fix your own stuff. I don't have an IT guy, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, my laptop tonight just decides that it just, uh, yeah, it wanted to go south on me and just not play around very nice. So uh, I'm finally here. So. <laughs> Well, that's good. You know, you know how they are, Stephen. You know, you and I have issues with them all the time. I've had issues with them at work, and I'm sitting here with uh, two laptops and an extra screen and everything. But uh, we got Richmond coming up this weekend, Stephen. Uh, under under the lights, we got uh, Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond Raceway, coming on here at 7:20 Eastern Eastern time, 6:20 my time. But I was just bringing up some of the breaking news that come out of the Ford camp today. Uh, Ford's going to bring the Mustang. Uh, into the NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. I can't say Monster Energy because I don't know what's going to go on there yet. But do you think that this was a deal going on with Ford uh, prior to Chevrolet bringing the Camaro Z01 in, or do you think that they done this, that they made this decision or call after Camaro come in to sort of uh, sort of gain up on them or whatever? Not gain up on them, but you know, just to bring it in then. Um, you know, that's been a, you know, an evolution over the last couple of years or so when, uh, you know, it really just started off with Toyota last season, um, bringing in the 2018, uh, Camry into the, uh, cup series. And then, you know, halfway through the season or so, uh, it was, uh, Chevrolet GM, uh, coming to the decision that, you know, with the SS going out and no longer being built, that they would use the Camaro, which was they were already racing in the Xfinity series and bring that into Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series competition. So, you know, as the evolution goes, as a new make or new model comes out, uh, you know, as others start to do this, it, um, it kind of puts, you know, Ford being last, unfortunately, into this. And with them using the Mustang over the last couple of seasons already in the Xfinity cells themselves, um, it's just a, it was just a matter of, you know, them bringing it up. Um, the Mustang is also used out in the NASCAR Zero Series, too, at the same time. So, you know, Ford has been, you know, developing this platform over the last couple of seasons across multiple different series. And I think, it, you know, this is, a, this is their opportunity now uh, to move up and um, bring a new car into the series. And, um, you know, the, the, the one thing that, you know, see, that manufacturers over the last couple of years or so have been working together to, um, you know, on their cars and on their designs and to make sure that there's some branding back into this. The cars are, uh, you know, something similar to what you see on the street versus, you know, just a custom-built, um, machine that, you know, has been built by NASCAR 
and built by outside parties, such as we saw uh, with the car tomorrow. And, Stephen, just to add to your point, you bring up a real good point. You know, you and I, we just about think together on everything. Talking about Ford with uh, Stuart Haas Racing, you know, uh, Ford's been dominant this year. Along, you know, you, which you can't take nothing away from Kyle Bush, but uh, Kevin Harper getting that, in that Stuart Haas Racing Ford there, he's been dominant. They they started in Chevrolet's and made the move over to uh, over to Ford. Do you think it'll be difficult for them to make the move to the Ford Mustang, or do you think it's going to be about on the same playing field as what they're on right now, and with their uh, with their information and stuff from the tech shop and everything to go over to them, and it won't be such of a big big change to them because they are on top of their game right now. I don't think too much is going to be a change for them. They're already building cars or Xfinity series cars right now, which are Ford Mustangs for Cole Custer, who runs under the Stuart Haas racing banner and um, the bestie racing, which uh, has moved over to them this season and building cars for them, which, uh, you know, um, Kevin Harvick has driven the number 98 this season. Uh, Eric Almirola is scheduled to, to race that too. So for them, I think it's just a matter that, you know, they're, they're, they seem to be in-house with Ford 100%, and they are probably already building cars or have built concept cars or whatever the case may be. Um, ready for this announcement. So, you know, there's probably a lot of technology sharing going on at this moment. And, uh, you know, with uh, with them being, you know, a powerhouse team this year, Penske last year seemed to have a lot of dominance. Uh, Roush Fenway Racing is starting to creep back up that, you know, um, ladder again. Berkey Stenhouse this weekend had a pretty good run. Uh, I, I think that you'll, you know, I don't think it's going to be very hard for them. You know, now they'll have a couple of seasons under their belt building their own cars versus uh, having somebody else build the cars, build the parts for them, such as their agreement was uh, prior to moving over to Ford um, with uh, Hendrick Motorsports building, you know, the cars and building the pieces for them. Yeah. And Stephen, just to move on, just to, uh, just to let everybody know the number to call is 215-383-3681. I'm Tim Spain alongside SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. Stephen, we also got the uh, press release from Frontier Row Racing today. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. will be making his 450th Cup start this weekend at Richmond. It don't seem like it's been that long, does it, Stephen? No, it really doesn't. But then again, you know, until Martin Truex Jr. moved over to Frontier Row Racing, he wasn't really considered by any means a powerhouse superstar and very competitive week in and week out, you know, especially after, you know, Richmond, you know, Richmond is kind of, I guess, a sore spot for him. Uh, when him and, uh, you know, when Clint Warrior spun out to get uh, Martin Truex Jr. in to the cup playoffs. And, yeah. you know, um, oh, we can go down that road another night, but, you know, you know, when you when you look at him before he came to Furniture Row Racing, he wasn't really considered that competitive of a of a race car driver. He was mostly mid pack. Sometimes he had his uh, bright sides of brilliance out there, but you know, it wasn't week in and week out like we're seeing now with Furniture Row Racing. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really, you know, in the last couple of years, it probably really hasn't been, you know, if not making that move that we wouldn't be talking about Martin Truex Jr not only week in and week out and winning races like he does, but also talking about him as a 
Series champion. I will agree, Stephen. And you mentioned week week in and week out. He's the the Frontier Road Racing Group. You know, they're they're uh, they're home based out in Denver. You know, and a lot of the media, a lot of a lot of fans, social media, what have you said? How do they operate from from Denver and do everything from out there? Well, uh, they just do that one car team and. They come a long way, like you said, Stephen. And Martin Truex Jr. has come a long way too, from back when he was with Michael Walter Racing, and back when he was he was racing some other stuff. But uh, it just, you know, the the Toyotas now. Let's talk a little bit about that. The uh, the Toyota Camry, like you mentioned, come out a few years ago. Now you've got Chevrolet with their sports car with the Camaro. You've got Ford bringing their Ford Mustang in in 2019. It, there's not really another sports car that Toyota can bring in. You know, you got the Camry, and that's what they're in now. Do you think Toyota's looking maybe to change their make of what they bring, or you think they're going to stay where they're at, Steve? No, I think they got to be where they're at right now. They've only got one year under the belt with this new Camry that they brought out. Um, so, you know, they've already had success. We've seen a lot of success out of them last year. Arguably, you had to say that if it wasn't a Penske racing driver, um, you know, slash Wood Brothers racing driver, and, uh, you know, a few Stuart Haas racing drivers, you know, in the mix, such as Kevin Harvick and, uh, you know, Kurt Busch, uh, Toyota was arguably probably the, the most dominant vehicle on the track last year. Um, throughout the season and definitely came down to the point that, you know, it wasn't even a, you know, what we would consider a super team anyways. Um, you know, it was furniture or racing based way, way out, like you had already said, um, away from the uh, NASCAR world uh, in North Carolina. And, you know, I don't think at this time it's a good deal or they should even begin even looking at this. Um, they've had a lot of success at this point. And uh, give them some time. You know, I think I've seen and read some play, some out there where some people would like them to bring the Supra into the Cup Series. But, you know, right now, I don't think so. Um, it's not really a popular car. You don't see a lot of those on the, on the street. And, you know, Toyota is just like Ford and Chevrolet. They're trying to sell, you know, what an everyday driver is going to go out there and drive off the showroom floor and you know the super you know has been talked about a little bit at least in some blog posts and some people commenting on facebook and twitter and other things like that but you know it's just not a car that people are going to go out and buy every day for everyday uses just like they would a camera right exactly and Stephen, real quick before we have our guest coming up here on shortly, uh, I want to run this by you. Uh, NASCAR sent out their press release too. They also had a uh, teleconference and all that about the All Star race at Charlotte. They've changed the rule package. The, they're putting plates on them. Uh, they're putting a restricted plate on them at the mile half track there at Charlotte for the All Star race. They're also putting a six inch rear wing with the twelve inch ears, and also doing some stuff with arrow in the in the front. Just just real quick, Steve, I want to get your take on them putting a restrictor plate on there at the mile and a half in Charlotte. And you had mentioned to me earlier about them putting it on uh, putting it on the track at New Hampshire where Jeff Burton led every lap up there right after we had a couple of tragedies. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very fond. Of, you know, I, I, I guess I'm jaded in the fact that I remember 2000 
and the restrict played at New Hampshire where Jeff Burton led every single lap. And, you know, putting on a track outside of something like Talladega Daytona is just something that I just really haven't, I guess, you know, being being as jaded as I am and remembering that, I, I don't think, you know, yeah, I may be wrong, but, you know, I just don't think it's going to produce what we're looking for. I really wasn't that happy out of what we saw at Indianapolis last year, um, the Xfinity Series, and this is a similar package to what they ran at Indianapolis, you know, in the Xfinity Series last year. And I wasn't particularly 100% happy. Um, sure, it bunched the field up a little bit more and gave a little bit, but I don't think it's 100% there that we're ready to use this in the Cup Series, but we are. And uh, it's the decision that's been made, and I think hopefully in the future, you know, uh, they'll continue to tweak it. Yeah, just like rules, you know, we change rules here and change rules there. But, Stephen, let's go ahead and bring on, uh, let's bring on president of Richmond Raceway, Mr. Dennis Bickmeyer in the pit stop with Tim Spain and Stephen Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Good evening, Dennis. How you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, thanks for having me on. I, I thought I'd give you guys a true flavor of Richmond Raceway because I know what you're used to in Talladega. So I'm actually out in one of our campgrounds uh, with some of our campers, and I, I'm in an area that's known as Cougarville. <laughs> Cougarville. Is that sort of like Climax Corner I've seen where, where it's going <laughs> to be on the new Richmond Imagine, reimagined? Well, yeah, we have, we have that in turn four. We've got uh, Cougarville out here in the main campground. We've got Yankeeville, which is they're just down the street from these guys. So we've got a lot of Vills here in Richmond. Have you got a Redneckville for Tim, for me? <laughs> well, we, we could probably find a Redneckville somewhere. So, um, <laughs> no, but it's great. I, I love I love being out here and, um, and hanging out with our fans and stuff and you know, without these fans, you know, we can all pack up and go away. Yes, sir. You're exactly right, Dennis. And I, I want to thank you again for taking time to come on. Come on. I know you're very, very busy. But I got a couple of questions. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, if you can, can you talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, race in Virginia? Uh, Dennis, how that got started and how, how it sort of helps the Commonwealth of Virginia as uh, far as the uh, local racing, the big name racing like at Richmond and it. At Marvel, can you talk a little bit about how that race in Virginia got started and what it means to the state of Virginia and their race? Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking about that because, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked about for a long time is uh, we need our local short tracks to to do well and to be healthy. And, and you know, if they're healthy, then if the local tracks are healthy, then the big tracks are going to be healthy as well. So uh, it's really about building the sport from the grassroots back up. And so what we did was we, we took that very seriously. So we launched this whole Racing Virginia platform to support our local tracks. And so what we do is we provide some uh, marketing support, 
some public relations support. We've actually even been able to uh, to get some money uh, going their way where we've been able to get some sponsorship uh, to some of our local tracks as well. So it's really been about kind of working together, not not just the, uh, you know, the, the NASCAR tracks and the local tracks. It's all about, you know, working together. We actually hosted a uh, what we called the, the, the inaugural Racing Virginia Congress where we brought all the tracks together to talk about the sport, what we can do together to help build the sport back up. And I think that's what we need. And you're hearing a lot about that throughout NASCAR with, you know, Kevin Harvick brought it up recently. Kyle Larson goes and races a lot at the local level. Um, um, Kyle Busch does. Denny Hamlin's doing a short track showdown this week over at Langley Speedway. So really it's all about the motorsports community coming together and really building it from the grassroots back up. And Dennis, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you one more question. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen because I know he wants to talk a lot about Richmond Reading Management. But my final question is uh, let our listeners know what's on the menu. I love to eat. Dennis, what's on the menu this, this weekend? Is there anything new? Well, we've been, we've been experimenting with a lot of different hot dogs over the course of, uh, of my time here. So, um, so one of the things is we introduced a raceway dog. So we've we've been kicking around different hot dogs and everything. I think we finally settled on one uh, with our friends over at City Dogs, and they have two locations here in Richmond. But it's a it's a bacon wrapped hot dog that's deep fried. So uh, can you wrap your brain around that? Yes, sir. I sure can. Uh, bacon, <laughs> bacon and hot dog. Now you know you know what bacon does to Steve Post. Steve Post loves bacon. He'll be all over. Yeah, and and, and deep fried though. Just make sure you understand oh. that. So. So I, I went there when we uh, when we unveiled it. So I actually got to uh, they already had them pre wrapped, but I got to put them down in the deep fryer and everything. So it was it was awesome. Oh, you making me hungry, Dennis. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Stephen to <laughs> I'm gonna get Stephen to overnight me some of them back. But yeah, I want to hand you over to uh, to uh, Stephen, Dennis. I know he has a ton of questions. I know your time is short, but thanks again for talking to me. And we hope to hope to make it back up that way next year. We're gonna come back to Richmond and hang out and. Uh, but thanks again, Dennis, for everything that you do for the sport, and thank your uh, your track people, your uh, staff, and everything for what they do. We we really appreciate it, and I'll talk to you later. Brother. Well, I, I appreciate that, and uh, you got to come up here in September. Don't forget, we're a playoff race. That's right. I forgot. I'm sure Stephen was going to talk about that. I for, yeah, yeah, playoff race this time. Dennis, thank you very much, and good luck this weekend there with the uh, the Toyota Owners 400 and everything else going up there. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Dennis, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. A lot of things going on this weekend. The first iteration, or, you know, phase A is what I'm going to call it, will be uh, introduced this weekend with brand new garages for the NASCAR Monster Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series out there. Talk a little about about what this means to Richmond, what changes fans are going to see this weekend, and, you know, what, what when everybody leaves this weekend, what is remaining on the project before they get back in September? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot going on uh, here at the racetrack. I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, when we announced this Richmond Raceway Reimagined project, it was about, uh, you know, redoing the infield and really immersing the fans back into the sport. So that's been the, that's been the whole focus of this is, is it really has been all about the fans and, and what we can do to, to continue to upgrade, upgrade their, um, their experience here. So 
I think the biggest thing is, you know, as we looked at the at the property overall, we needed to find a starting point. And really what we decided was the starting point was the infield. And I tell you, when you see the, the new infield here, um, it, it's amazing. The, the competitors are going to be, I think, absolutely astounded by what they get to experience in, in, in on the competition side. But, you know, the fan side will have everything done for September. So there's still a lot of work to be done between April and September. We're still a construction zone this weekend, unfortunately, on the fan side. But the competitors, they're going to get a bunch of new stuff, and I think they're really going to enjoy that. Um, the fan side, like I said, we'll get everything done between April and September when we come back for the playoff race. But we keep looking down the road, too. It, and we hope to continue to update and modernize the facility. That's our main focus is to provide a, a, a better experience for the fans. I think we, we provide a really good experience now, but we're always trying to improve. As you know, just like any promoter of a racetrack today, motorsports activities don't always particularly fund 100% of your facilities needs throughout the year. Richmond Raceway has not only reinvented the facility and you're doing so from the inside out, as you're already talking about. You've already brought on some different sponsors. DC Solar coming in today. Um, You've got the the beer festival that will be part of this weekend out there. But talk about just what all you guys are expanding upon over top your motorsports uh, races that come in throughout the season. And specifically, just not only talk about that, but talk about your decision to bring in the past with the late models later this year. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think as we look at our facility, our facility is really a multi-purpose facility. So the racetrack is the core of everything that we do. But, um, you know, we we do about 200 days of activity out here on this property uh, throughout the year. So we have a lot of consumer trade shows, you know, whether it's a boat show, an RV show, uh, we've got a logging show that's coming up here next month, uh, craft shows. I mean, you just go on and on down the list. Plus we have a 6,000 seat amphitheater that we, um, that we, that we manage as well. So there's a lot going on with this property, but you know, racing is the core of what we do, which is, you know, my whole focus too has been, um, to bring more motorsports programming to our racetrack. So we announced the uh, pro all-star series uh, event for October. And uh, I think that's going to be fun for our community. It's a super late model event. There's um, super late models. There's, I think, uh, limited late models or late model stocks. And there's pro stocks and things like that. There's like four different divisions that will be racing here in October. But I think that ties back into trying to support uh, the local racer, and and get more local racing uh, programming going. So I'm excited about that, that we can have uh, another event on the racetrack. And really, for me, i like to have one more event on the racetrack. We've got two NASCAR races. We have this Pro All-Star Series event now. i like to get one more on the racetrack. But the, the property's busy. We keep it busy, whether it's our amphitheater or whether it's our consumer trade shows. Can we get the truck series back there? <laughs> I, you know, every time I think we're close, um, we we like I, I really do think we're close sometimes, and then they kind of they we take a step back, unfortunately. So, you know, I, I would love to have the trucks here. Um, we've talked about it a lot with NASCAR. We've raised our hand 
uh, with NASCAR to, to try to bring the trucks back. And, um, you know, I, I think at one, at some point, I, I really do think we're going to see the trucks back. I, I, I really hope so. I love that racing. Um, and it's just a matter of, is it, is, is it an added day? You know, is it a double header day? I just don't know right now, but we keep raising our hand and hopefully someday we'll be able to do it. I hope so too. I remember the truck races very fondly years ago. But talking about this weekend, the Toyota Care 250 and the Toyota Owners 400, it's back underneath the lights this year in 2018, and you're also the first night race of the year. Talk about what that means for the facility and what you guys are expecting out of this weekend. Well, actually, um, sales have been really good. Um, it's great to be back under the lights. Um, you know, we tried it uh, two years in a row. Um, as a day race, um, you know, and it just, it, it, it wasn't who, it's not who we are. It's, it, and, and being back under the lights feels like home. And I think our fans have responded to that. So we're excited about that. We're excited for the fan reaction to it. Uh, sales have been really, really strong, uh, especially yesterday and today, man, our, our ticket agents have been really busy. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, as I told you at the outset, I'm actually out in one of the campgrounds. And this is the most campers that I've seen pulled in this early on a Tuesday. Uh, so, again, I think that's a good sign. I think there's a really good vibe about this weekend, a really positive vibe about this weekend. So excited for that. Um, but really the key has been getting back under the light. And, Dennis, before I let you go get out of here tonight, I know that you're busy having fun out there in the campgrounds. You do this every single race event out there. You're always out there hanging out with the fans. But let everybody know what you have going on this weekend, tickets that are available, where they can get them, social media, and all the good stuff leading into this weekend. Well, you can go to uh, richtonraceway.com and uh, check out all the tickets that are available. And I will tell you, the uh, – some of our price points are already sold out or close to being sold out. So we got to get people to, uh, to get on the website and, uh, you got to grab them soon. And then the, the new party deck, the climax corner out in turn four. Uh, I took some of our guests out there a little while ago. It's a, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a great view. And I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And then, um, and then I, I think again, I mean, I, we've, we've loaded up this race weekend. I always say it, we, we produce a lot of events within the event. So we've got music. We've got, uh, we've got a band called Whiskey Rebellion that's going to roll around the campgrounds and play music for everybody uh, on Friday night after the Xfinity Series race. We've got uh, an event called uh, Jorts and Tanks. It's a college-focused uh, party, um, but uh, it's got, like, uh, it's got pig racing, duck racing. It's got all kinds of racing in that event as well. We've got a craft beer festival that we're doing uh, in association with this event. So we just keep adding in a bunch of, uh, of, of things for our fans to be able to take part in. Is the post-race party at the craft beer fest? <laughs> um, no, the, the Craft Beer Fest is uh, Saturday afternoon. It's part of our three-wide hospitality. And actually, our, our defending series champ, Martin Truex Jr., is going to go over there and make an appearance. Dennis, I appreciate you taking, come, uh, taking the time to come on here tonight. I'll see you this weekend out there. You tell everybody, Brett and everybody, uh, good luck, have fun, and um, it's going to be a long weekend for you guys. But, you know, we appreciate everything that you do out there for the fans.
Well, thank you, and the forecast is is great. That's the main thing. So uh, I know we've had a little bit of struggles here, a couple of races this year, but the forecast is great. We're looking forward to uh, all the fans coming out here. And uh, on behalf of all of our our friends out here in the campgrounds, we just want to say cheers. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Talk to you this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dennis. Dennis Bickmeyer there, Stephen. He always he 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 goes out into the campgrounds, hangs out with the fans. Uh, Grant Lynch does the same thing here at Talladega Super Speedway. I think that really it means a lot to the presence of the track to really you know just go out there hands on, talk to the people, talk to the fans. You know, say hey, what do we need to do different? What do you know? I think that really means a lot. Yeah, you know, a lot of these tracks are starting to do that more and more. You know, Dennis has done that ever since he came on at the facility just a, a couple of years, handful of years ago or so. Um, and, you know, I've, you know, he posts on social media where he's going to be. He goes out there and actively engages with his fans, takes them behind the scenes like we already talked about, that some of them have gotten a sneak peek this weekend, uh, you know, for the for the new uh uh, what, what did they call that thing out there? The um, uh, the turn four thing. <laughs> Sorry, I already forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, the beer you know thing. Talk- no, not the beer thing. The uh, you know with the moonshine. Uh, at the climax corner. That's what it is. Uh, climax corner. So those, several of them have even gotten to go out and take a look at that. Um, which is also a good deal. You know, I did see at one point that thing was only like $25 to get in or something like that. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Well, that's what I was going to – I was going to hit this right here. I want to I want to do this right here. I got, I got breaking news, and I got four words. Hold on. You heard it from Dennis Bickmeyer. The Climax Corner and the Pig Racing. <laughs> yeah, a lot Climax. of stuff going on. Yeah, nah, he's, he's having, they're having some fun out there, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I, it sounds like something going on here at Dega, like the big one on the boulevard or something like that. You know, we got that next week. But, uh, yeah, Dennis, I mean, he puts on a great show, Steve. And that uh, Richmond reimagined. I mean, you know, there's uh, there's so much. They put a lot of work into that. I've I've seen pictures. I know you have as well. There's a lot of new stuff there at Richmond Raceway and a lot of stuff that the fans are going to really enjoy. Yeah, I went up there, uh, I guess it was about a month ago or something like that, and uh, I actually was able to tour um, most of that. And uh, I happened to be out there last week for another event with Daniel Suarez who came in to promote the racing returning to the Commonwealth of Virginia. And, you know, in just the last couple of weeks between the times I had been out there, there was a lot of work done out there. I mean, I I was uh, pretty surprised at how the garages had come together. They're still working on these garages, as, you know, he said. And, you know, for the fans that are coming out this weekend to this, uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will no longer be located in the infield. They're going to be put on the back stretch, um, and they're going to have an access into the track. So uh, sort of they've, they've, they're doing just exactly what uh, Bristol and uh, Martinsville do with uh, staging outside of the track and, uh, you know, bringing them into race, practice, and qualifying. And, you know, Dennis brought up a good thing too, Stephen, weather. You and I have discussed weather all year long. I mean, you know, like I was listening to uh, 
the morning drive with Bagley and Pete Pistone, and there was these people complaining about the the butts wasn't in the seats at Bristol. Well, you take the weather. You know, complaining, Suzanne and I went to Atlanta. It rained, but we got to racing. And uh, Phoenix had rain in the desert, you know. I mean, there's so much that went on that I think it's not NASCAR. It's not the fans. It's the weather. Let this weather get right. Let Mother Nature get everything synced in, and maybe we'll get some spring here going. And I think, I think the stands will fill up then, Stephen, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's just been bad all around. You know, it snowed at Martinsville, too. You know, it rained and snowed and did everything that it could possibly this weekend at Bristol. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And sure, you know, that makes some opinions on to whether people decide to go out to the track, whether they decide, you know, um, they're, uh, you know, going to make that track out there. And, you know, we, when they start seeing these things, and, you know, we have to report on it, unfortunately, as to, you know, what kind of conditions some of these fans are going to come and they're going to be sitting in. But, you know, they, it does kind of, you know, these days where they do make more of a consideration on the weather and what's going to go on throughout the weekend. Exactly. And, Stephen, I want to bring up the guns. You know, I don't think you and I have talked a lot about the pit guns. You know, last year uh, there was te- – I think you mentioned it. I think you did. Talking about the teams, they're putting so much money. They were putting into them pit guns for them pit stops. And now NASCAR has mandated that they use – when they get to the track, they come to NASCAR, they get the pit gun, the lug wrench, whatever, you know, the impact wrench, so some of our listeners – to uh to use and nascar has that and now you know denny hamlin correct me if i'm wrong i think it was denny hamlin pitched a fit at, at uh bristol about about something i don't know exactly what happened you can probably remember it but od come on sirius xm nascar channel 90 i don't know if it was this morning or yesterday morning or something they're gonna look at this pit gun scenario thing again do you think nascar needs to keep it like it is or just turn it over and say, hey, look, if y'all want to go back to spending $200,000 on a, on a pit gun, go ahead and do it, or do you think NASCAR needs to keep mandating it like that? Well, you know, at this point in the season, you know, we, we've got more than a handful of races under the belt of this new, you know, pit gun. Um, the, the, the thing is, is that I, I think NASCAR is going to have to address, you know, this in some regards, uh, you know, Steve O'Donnell has um, come out and said that they're going to work on them and they're going to continue to work on them. Um, you know, these Pioli guns, you know, these are these are brand new into the sport. You know, Ingersoll Rand has supported NASCAR racing for many, many years. And many of these guns that these teams were using came directly from, you know, Ingersoll Rand. Um, and then they customize them from there. Now, you know, teams are starting to spend upwards of, you know, five figures on a gun in customization um, just to get these things, you know, a half tenth here or a half tenth there. Um, you know, it was kind of a cost cutting, you know, everybody putting them on the same field of play. Uh, teams asked for this. Um, not only just the big teams that were spending five figures on a gun, but also some of the smaller teams too um, were all, you know, saying we need to get this under control. Well, NASCAR responds and they, you know, now issued them for $900 a gun per weekend, 
Um, yeah, you know, Wii's has been an issue ever since Daytona when they debuted. Um, they continue up after a handful of races. There have been all kinds of things. You know, the question that I kind of throw out is, at the same time is, you know, Kevin Harvick has been hit by this. Kyle Busch has been hit by it. Danny, Danny Hamlin has been hit by this. You know, a lot of these drivers, you know, in one aspect or another, we even had a, a gun completely explode and come apart um, in one of the events about two weeks ago. And, you know, NASCAR has continued to address this, but at the same time, I think you have to look, and I'm not going to throw any accusations around because I don't know. I really don't know. But um, are the teams trying to trick these guns out um, in any way that's causing damage to them or causing them to fail? And I think that's a question that maybe should be asked and could be asked. And maybe NASCAR has already answered that question by taking these guns after the weekend and determined that, you know, um, it is a parts failure, it is a manufacturing failure, and, you know, these teams have not done anything to the internal or external components of the gun. But just, you know, at the same time, you know, they, as long as NASCAR continues to get out ahead of this and we continue to uh, make um, strides, in, inward strides into making sure these guns are good each and every weekend, um, you know, they're, they're being less and less every weekend, and they're becoming, you know, almost an anomaly at this point, where at the first onset of this, there really was a lot of, you know, multiple issues in the race. Yeah. And, Stephen, uh, I'm going to ask you one final question. We'll go ahead and shut it down a little bit earlier tonight. What are, you, what are we looking at at Richmond Raceway this weekend? Uh, what, like you said, like you and Dennis talked about, we're under the lights. It's like Dennis said, it's, it's glad, he's glad to be back under the lights. It's more like home being under the lights uh what do you look for this weekend uh could we see a first time winner or do you think we're going to see a veteran win again Stephen? you know kyle bush comes into this both him and Danny hamlin own richmond in some regards over the last couple of years um brad kozlowski has shown that he can win there same as joey Logano. there's a lot of drivers in this field that could potentially go out and win this thing this weekend. You know, there is a little bit of a new patch of uh, asphalt that is put down in right out before the entrance of turn one where the new tunnel went in. And I think that you can see, um, you know, that maybe coming a factor. Um, maybe when they're, hopefully that the total repave will, uh, you know, take care of everything out there, but the patching for the new tunnel, um, definitely, you know, we could see some, you know, possible issues around that area. Uh, you know, the track has done a really good job. I did see how it had been patched up just about a week or so ago. And um, aside from that, you know, we're coming out of Bristol, and there was a lot of beating and banging in Bristol. So I think that it's kind of a lot of enthusiasm bringing, you know, one short track race to another short track race. There's a lot of people that continue to say we need more short track racing on the circuit. And um, I kind of agree with that. Uh, you know, is it somewhere else other than Richmond? Of course, it's going to have to be because they already host two weekends a year, same as Martinville, same as Bristol. And I think, you know, there's opportunities out there for other tracks to potentially come in. And, uh, you know, be sure track races on the circuit. But until that happens, you know, we've got three races, um, uh, four in the Commonwealth and two in Tennessee and Bristol there that, you know, I think bring a lot of enthusiasm back to sport. And, you know, Richmond can kind of capitalize on that. They've already said that tickets are you know, spiking up. They've had a lot of people calling in, and I think that is attributed to the fact that the racing we saw at Bristol last weekend. Or yesterday, sorry, because it rained out. <laughs> yeah. And, St 
Stephen, I hate to really come across with this news because we don't really cover news or nothing like that. But I just got a, uh, you probably got it also. AP has just come out and said uh, former First Lady Miss Barbara Bush has passed away. I just wanted to throw that out there. I know we're a, we're a racing show, but uh, we're also a country too. And just want to uh, give our thoughts and prayers out to the Bush family and from everybody at the Pit Stop Radio and Speedway Digest. Team. I just got that through AP, so I'm pretty sure that is a true story. Just want to just want to let everybody know. Yeah, um, yeah I, I saw yesterday and the day before that she had uh, been in declining health, and you know that's a that's a shame. Yeah, I know it. But you know, we we are Americans, like I said, Stephen, and I just we don't normally talk about that on the show, but I just got it the from AP News wanna throw it out there. Uh throw our thoughts and prayers again with the Bush family. Stephen, uh do you have the you know, I always put you on the spot. Do you have the uh start times and everything, T V coverage, radio coverage for this weekend at Richmond Raceway? Uh, yeah, I actually do. So You uh, always do. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, Let everybody I, I, know, but <laughs> yeah, I post this thing out there every week on the website. So you know, all the people that you know coming out to the races each and every week. But uh, Richmond back in, underneath the lights this weekend, Friday, Saturday night out there. NASCAR Xfinity Series qualifying 4:05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday uh, to be immediately followed just after that Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series qualifying 5:30 p.m. Uh, and then, uh, 7 o'clock, the Toyota Care 250, 250 laps, 187.5 miles out there on a Friday night of short track racing. On Saturday, a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, qual- uh, uh, Cup Series racing for the Toyota owners, 400, 400 laps, 300 miles around the D-shaped short track three-quarter mile oval in Richmond, Virginia. Amen, brother. Uh, Stephen Wilson there at SpeedwayDigest.com will be on the grounds. Him and his wife, Ms. Anne-Marie, will be covering everything from Richmond there. And also, Stephen, we're going to do a live broadcast from there too, correct? Uh, I'm going to try to see, uh, see what we can do this weekend. All right, we'll, uh, we'll stand up and walk around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that right. But uh, I'm going to sit down somewhere and do this. Well, yeah, you can do that, uh, which, you know, Suzanne got on to me when we done that one from Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I was walking around, and, you know, you was manning the studio up there in the Commonwealth of Virginia and uh, run up on Larry the Cable Guy. I told Suzanne while ago I was going to do this. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy said you owed him $30. Have you paid Larry $30 yet? No, no. I, 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 no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wouldn't either. He can come and collect. I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell him next time I see him. <laughs> but, Stephen, you and Anne-Marie, y'all have safe travels up there. And like I said, we will be letting everybody know when Stephen will be live on the grounds up there. You can follow him at uh, SpeedwayDigest.com, uh, Speedway Digest on Twitter, Speedway Digest on Facebook. Give him a give him a big a big shout-out. Stephen does a great job covering the sport. We want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I want to thank Dennis Bickmeyer from Mission Raceway for calling in. He was out there amongst his fans there in the campground like he always is, just like Stephen said. And, um, uh, Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the races at Richmond. And I will be posting the uh, time of uh, Stephen Wilson's live broadcast, uh, live from the garage area, pit area there at Richmond Raceway. Next Tuesday night at uh, 7.20 Eastern time, we have my good friend Scott Revis 
Hauler driver for Ross Chastain will be coming on, and we'll be talking Tyler Duggan next week. Steve, until AM and the boys, we said hello, and y'all have a safe trip to Richmond, and we'll talk at you later, my friend. Thanks, Tyler. You take care. All right. See you, Steve. Well, it's a long way to Richmond, rolling north on 95. Disappointing ending for this modern day.
when the sun goes down, the NASCAR stars come out. Green flag, green flag, green flag. The Spring Race Weekend at Richmond Raceway, back under the lights, April 20th and 21st. The Toyota Care 250 on Friday, and Saturday night's Toyota Owners 400. Get your tickets at richmondraceway.com. NASCAR in Richmond. Some things are better under the lights. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party in NASCAR returns April 27th through 29th. Bring the whole family out to Talladega Super Speedway for the Kid VIP experience. Kids 12 and under can choose from a number of great options behind the scenes, like guided garage tours, pre-race photo ops, and more. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. 